I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, come here often. I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. So let's, uh, let's write better today. I want to talk about a platform today. Wait, wait, don't, don't click off. Don't speed through this. It's not really meant to be a promo, more like an explainer. For a very, very long time, I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter a lot. I was very much terminally online. And I was on Twitter long enough and consistently enough tweeting writing advice and writing advice threads for years, a decade, ages, that about 70 to 80% of my entire business, all my coaching, all my editing, all my everything, came from people who saw my Twitter account. It was great. It was great. And remarkable because it was one website I could go to and I used it all the time. And it was both where I could hang out and then talk about wrestling or video games or root beer, but also get all my work. It was one place where I could have all my eggs in one basket. And it was fantastic. In fact, it was so good. I didn't really ever have to do a lot of marketing because I was there so much and other people had used my stuff so much that it was just word of mouth. Oh, I heard from so-and-so that you tweeted this thing and, and let's talk. It was great. All my eggs in one basket, delightful. Good times all the way around. It allowed me to do things like survive, like thrive even, entirely because I was on Twitter. And I ran a subscription setup for classes. I, you know, started the business. I ran multiple things. I did great on Twitter. I completely, and I've told this story before, used to think that way back when I started, Twitter was just group text messaging. And it, it, it took a while for me to kind of unlearn those habits and, and use it more effectively. But I loved Twitter. Still do. I, it holds a near and dear place in my heart in the same way that you always remember some of your firsts in life, your first car, your first time you did this, the first time you did that. I have some great nostalgia for Twitter. I don't know if you know this, though, but Twitter is not the same anymore. And I don't mean it's not the same like, oh, gosh, there are some trolls. I mean it is functionally not the same in terms of its entire culture, in terms of its entire outlook, in terms of every little thing it does in order to be Twitter, it is now a obscured by a paywall, lowest common denominator, hanging fruit approach to sharing the worst of things rather than the best of things. Twitter no longer feels good. Twitter felt very good to me before. And in its absence, I, like so many others, went on some kind of great exodus to find another Twitter. Now, I tried Mastodon. It was overwhelming. I wanted it to be Twitter, but I didn't understand why 
it felt like I was talking to maybe the same six people and it felt like none of these people could really see me. It was like I was using a tin can and string and my can and string weren't connected to anybody, but at the same time they somehow were, but I had no idea who. I didn't like Mastodon. I still don't like Mastodon. It's on my phone. I have it, but I can't say I know for certain what the hell I'm doing with it. I tried Counter Social. Now, I love Counter Social. It's great. I've been a paying supporter. I mean, it's two. It's what, $3? A paying supporter of Counter Social for years because I believe in the fundamental, like, philosophy underneath it everybody should be able to get what they want from it they should be protected from things that are risky and dangerous they should be able to share their selves and their minds and their thoughts and their art equally and lovingly and it should be a supportive place and it's worth paying for and it's worth meeting and networking there but counter social never felt like I could use it for work it felt too polite it felt too guarded. It was also, apparently, stocked with a lot of people much older than me, so it kind of felt like you were being taken to an event and your parents were there, and you just really couldn't talk about, like, hey, let's go throw bricks through capitalist windows, or maybe we should drag these people out by their hair and make them decide between having their children be able to be clothed and fed and whether or not they need that Mercedes. Like, I couldn't bring those things up. I didn't... I didn't feel comfortable, and the one time I did, I got pretty soundly chastised by somebody saying that, oh, we don't do that sort of thing here, which is stupid because you should be doing that sort of thing everywhere, but all the same, counter-social is nice, but it, it didn't really seem to be where I fit, and one of the big things I lost when Twitter broke, I lost that sense that I fit in anywhere. I really did. And I think I've been searching for it ever since. Searching for it on Discord. Searching for it in tw in Twitter still. In different um, short-lived social media where we sign up for accounts and then discover that either the people running them are absolute idiots or the data has already been leaked and there's no functional difference between Twitter at its worst and this new platform. It's just got a different color palette. And I tried and I tried and I tried to find a place where I could do Twitter again, where there was that same sort of soothing, high-speed conversation. It required concision. It required me to organize my thoughts, and I could just run the gamut from, hey, I think we should build guillotines, to this is a really cool article about like the history of beavers. And it, it could have been anything like that. And I hadn't found it. Still haven't found it. But what I did find in, in scouring and skimming and scanning through all these different resources is that I gained more tools and I spread my eggs out from multiple baskets and I found Substack. Now, for a very long time, about two, four years ago, no, three years ago, Substack, I used Substack to produce a newsletter. And it was sort of me taking, I did, it was a three-part newsletter. I'd talk about myself, some some kind of personal thing. I would uh, bring up something from history that was on my mind, and I'd bring up something writing-based in some combination. 
And I loved it. And I grew an audience. It's got, you know, I think it's, I, I think I have a larger audience for that than I do for my newsletter coming, you know, from the website. And I know I have a larger audience there than I have for streaming. Uh, only the podcast has a potentially larger audience. But even then, it's not by much. And I never felt that pressure to really uh, convert people to paying customers because it fundamentally always felt like I was never good enough to ask for that. I never felt like I, I deserved that money because all I'm doing is talking about my life or writing or publishing concept and then mentioning like a weird historical thing like the meat riot or the time that there was plague in, in Southern California, something like that. It didn't really seem critical and I didn't feel good enough. But I Stubstack, I liked because it was just this wide open space. I could say whatever the hell I wanted. If I wanted to tell you that, hey, you know, there shouldn't be people making more than $20 million a year, I could do that. And I could do that not so much boldly and brazenly, but I could do it happily. Time passed. Substack sort of lapsed because it was a lot of work and I was trying to grow a lot of things. And I have a very bad habit of tending to 10 things in a garden and sometimes some of the plants and vines and fruit get a little neglected. Ultimately, I get discouraged about it because I'm not able to do 10 plants at once. And the next thing I know, everything falls apart. So Substack went away. Only recently did I come back to it when I had sort of flipped the switch from writer next door to John Helps You Write Better. And I really started taking a, an ownership, a greater ownership in me doing this better, me because I was tired of the debt collectors. I was tired of the harassing phone calls and the threats that they were going to kill my pet if I didn't pay them some amount of money I didn't have. I was tired of begging. I was tired of essentially panhandling and stealing groceries. I, I was tired. I was just tired. And Substack became this thing I could do briefly, a little bit, you know, two or three days, an hour here, an hour there, and all of a sudden every Thursday I could put out functionally the same kind of newsletter where I would talk about myself, I'd talk about publishing, I'd bring up some history, and I'd move along. And I found that if I played around with that format, I could spend more time writing about publishing and writing, but also weave myself and history in there because that stuff interests me. And it is all creatively connected, and that became the writer's secret weapon. Recently, Substack began this thing called Substack Notes which is still going. It's an ongoing thing. It's a sort of a social media-esque experience in Substack. So Substack is newsletters. You could use it in place of um, ConvertKit if you really wanted to. You could use it in place of MailChimp. But functionally, Substack is more journalistic in its nature. If you have long-form things to say, you don't have to be a journalist, but treat it in that long-form blog post-esque artsy space as opposed to that sort of frenetic Twitterness. Substack's great. Substack notes became the sort of unknown element of it's kind of like Twitter in that I can just put out a variety of thoughts of a variety of sizes, but it also holds to the integrity and culture of Substack. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't have the first fucking idea how to convert with it. I, I'm watching people famous people, celebrity people, influencer people talk about, oh, I got 30,000 people to sign up for my thing. Oh, that's nice. I haven't had any one single new sign up yet. 
I haven't had one person. I haven't had, I, I think I've got two paid subscribers and they were already subscribed before. Like I'm not seeing the big giant numbers, but that doesn't make the thing bad. That was my mistake. That was the old John thinking, oh my God, if, if I do this thing and they don't immediately jump on it and I'm not immediately able to pay this bill or do this thing or buy food, then it's a classic failure and I fucked up everything. That's the old thinking. The new thinking, the thinking that I'm having to work harder than I thought at is the idea that, well, I'll just build like I built Twitter. Twitter was free. Twitter was just me talking, and ultimately I would say enough things so that somebody else would notice. I'm doing the same thing again. If you want to get in on this, it's free. JohnHelpsYouWriteBetter.Substack.com That's Substack, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. JohnHelpsYouWriteBetter.Substack.com Every Thursday, my newsletter comes out. Every Thursday, the writer's secret weapon gets another volume. Every day, every day, I'm using Substack Notes. Sometimes it feels like I'm talking to, you know, my teacup. Sometimes it feels like I'm talking to the lampshade. Other times I will find somebody to have a conversation with. But I feel like if I keep going, I keep trying, I keep learning, I keep asking questions, I will either just end up with plenty of things to read in my inbox to keep me occupied or I will figure out how the hell I can and should communicate. It's a work in progress. And I'm bringing this up today, one, because I want to tell you, hey, come check out the Substack. It's free, and I think you'll like it. And two, because this is the same attitude you should take for your own work, for your own growth, for your marketing, for your book planning, for your whatever it is that you're doing. You're not going to jump in with both feet and it'd be perfect right away. It's going to take time. It's going to feel like a struggle sometimes. And you're just going to have to stick with it. I would never ask you, the listener, to do a thing that I wasn't comfortable doing myself. So I'm doing it too. If you want to come get involved with it, John helps you write better.substack.com. I'd love to have you. Give that some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>